Welcome, welcome, welcome to Gab and Jam, episode 161, and welcome on this Super Bowl Sunday. Um, this is um, an unusual topic for me to put on this particular person, but the more we learn and after his passing, the more I realized that he was the alpha DIY rock star, even though we kind of associated him with a major label ethos when we looked under the hood at the things that people were saying about him. Right. We realized that he was the ultimate DIY rock star with a lot of the things he did. Yes. And that person is Prince. Prince. Prince, Prince epitomized DIY yes. rock star. The man was recording what what albums in his home. Right. You yes. Know, early right. on, he was right. recording albums in his home. Uh, you know, you think about it, you know, as far as you know, understanding, you know, your marketing, understanding your audience, yes. understanding about building community, branding, branding, mm. all of that type of stuff. The the diminutive one from Minneapolis, you know, was a genius in so many different ways. Yeah. You know, not just musical genius, not just a songwriting genius, but just understanding artistically what image is all about. How to getting, craft your image. And get into music directly, too. So, these yeah. are the five tests. Okay. So, the things that we uncovered. The more and more we're hearing um, the behind-the-scenes people talking about what actually happened. Right, right. Because it was so mysterious. Or, you know, you could just kind of now, especially, you know, unfortunately, you know, you know, Prince passed for this stuff to become available. Yes. But now you can kind of, you can readily available on YouTube if you kind of just look at Prince you can see the growth, the maturation of an artist. Because mm-hmm. um, they have a lot of his early stuff, whether it's instrumental stuff mm-hmm. or, you know, meaning just, just the music. But also you can see video. So mm-hmm. so if you can look at, like, Prince when he was first on American Bandstand. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, look at that Prince. Yeah. You know, and then kind of look at Prince. Like, because that was like circa 1979, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So Purple Rain hits in 84. Yes. Five years. Yes. That, that, that's the that's the time from Prince being on that to what we saw in Purple Rain. Yeah. That person that you saw on American Bandstand yeah. versus the one that you see in Purple Rain. And I it's would, unbelievable. I would dare say that the DIY rock star part came after kind of the fall, the fallout after Purple Rain. No, well, I, actually, I, you know, I would, I would. Kind of say it, it happened along the way. Okay, and, and so, right. so anyway, let, let, let's, let's go with number one. What's okay. number one? Okay, so uh, one of the reasons that we realized that Prince was the alpha DIY rock star is that he found, and I guess this goes to your point, yeah. early on he found ideas uh, that he was, able, he was able to mold into creative products. And so a lot of people would talk about the fact that when they would jam with him, right. that he would take riffs. And then go off and then make these songs. Right. And, and, and hey, he's got a new song. He's got like, a new song, right. Isn't that the riff that we uh, had when we were jamming? But he knew how to do something with that riff. It, it became more than just that riff and jamming. So he knew the things to put together right. to try to make that um, artistic statement. So so let's, 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 let's jump on that. So, okay. so, you know, Prince starting off, you know, um, his first, if you listen to Prince's first two albums, you know, they're kind of like quasi-disco, kind of quasi-R&B type records. Yeah. That, that's that's kind of what they were. Yeah. You know, and, and there are exceptions. You know, there are hints of things to come on the second. Yes. Well, I think on the first Prince album, too, because there's like I'm Yours, yes. which is like this rocking, yes. 
kind of, you know, jazz fusion-like yes. excursion that happens on that record. And then there's songs like Why You Want to Treat Me So Bad and Bambi that yeah. kind of show the rock edge um, on the second Prince yes. album. Mm -hmm. But I would say that the, 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 really the embryo of what became Prince happened on a Dirty Mind album. Okay. It happened for a couple of different reasons. This is epitomizes everything that you're talking about. Okay. So first off, this thing was a demo that was done in his home studio. Okay. All that's, right. That's where that that okay. Dirty Mind album kind of took place, right? So I think it's like a 16 track studio that Prince had in yeah. his basement mm -hmm. or whatever else. This is what he did. So he had these tapes that he presented to his new management at this time. Mm -hmm. So Prince started to see that. Hey, I need to move away from where I where I am with this particular manager. Yeah. Because I need somebody that can see me as more than just this black artist. Yes. So this is when he gets with the three wise men, Cavallo, Rafalo, and Fagnoli, right? Yeah. So uh -huh. he gets with yeah, these guys, bad. right? And so they see the vision of, hey, let's take this, these demos and release this as Dirty Mind. Yes. And then also piggybacking on what you said, it starts taking other people with ideas. Mm -hmm. So there's the one thing, hey, he had a collaborator on Dirty Mind itself. This is a riff that came from the keyboardist and his band, Dr. Fink. Right. Right? right. So that that's one aspect okay, of it. Okay, all right. Then there's number three, number two, uh, <laughs> which is uh, Party Up. Right. Party Up came mm -hmm. from an embryo yes. that he had allowed Morris Day to use the studio. Yeah. Morris Day came up with this groove. Right. And Prince took that groove, <laughs> and that groove became what we know as Party Up, right? <laughs> which became the song that they did when they were on SNL. Right? Oh, yeah. And party up. They, they did that right. song. But that Dirty Mind album started to solidify Prince as your royal bad. Yeah, that's this true. This is where that's he started, true. you know, he had songs like Hit, yep. you know, Sister, yeah. just stuff yeah. that was yeah. just, it was over the, yeah. over the top. Yeah. And this was, he was doing like a punk, funk yeah. type yeah. thing yeah. that was going on. Punk, punk, new way. Yeah. Type yep. kind of thing that Prince yeah. had going. And the whole image everything changed yes. with that record. It yes. became starker, it became a lot darker. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he really started to play more with his sexuality, yeah. started to play more with a bunch of things being blatant and explicit in the sexual innuendo. Yeah. So yes, I think that record epitomized okay. to me Ooh. what DIY rock stars all about. Yeah. Because that, that record was sort of like, you know, I, I'm not going to sound like anything that's on the radio. Right. And I'm definitely going to depart from where I was. for some Yeah, sure. yeah I'm yeah. completely doing a, a 180 yeah. with respect to what I'm, I was doing before. And this thing is in your face. It's raw. It, it, it brought that punk rock ethos, yeah. I dare to say, to an R&B audience. Yeah. And I think yeah. it kind of kind of solidified that even before hip-hop kind of really took a hold. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like a forerunner in that. So yeah. anyway. Okay, cool. So let's move on to number two. That, um, the thing, well, and I was saying, I know for sure yeah. that once things started falling apart after yes. the, the Purple Rain fallout and the, you know, the round the world in the day and things weren't selling and all this other kind of yeah. turmoil, um, but number two, his thing is that he was always thinking of ways to get his his message directly to his fans. Yeah. So I know he started with the the one eight hundred, yeah, right. That you call directly in. Yeah. He had kind of like it was kind of like a fan club, but you yeah. could order music through through the mail because right. that was pre internet. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm saying that that was something that, and I didn't even think about it then because that wasn't the way I knew him. I yeah. was I was always there when things were released or being played, so I never worried about 
you know, ordering directly from. Right. You know, but I'm saying the fact that he did that. Yeah. That he was more of a businessman. Yeah. I would say he's more the godfather than the prince, right? Yeah. That he was doing that right. at that time. And that, that's a good point because Prince always had this thing. Uh, he felt like, you know, he had a lot more to release than what Warner Brothers wanted to Right. So, and, and, and we were just talking about this earlier. Yeah. Just to kind of get an idea as far as Prince and the amount of material he puts out. Mm-hmm. So, Michael Jackson puts out uh, Thriller in 1982, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think it might have been like almost six years later that he does bad. Six or seven years later. Okay. That he does bad, right? Mm-hmm. So, in between this time, Prince comes out with 1999, mm-hmm. double album. Right. <laughs> then he comes out with Purple Rain, right? Which mm-hmm. people feel like is like his masterpiece, right? right? Then, you know, he didn't even let Purple Rain kind of ride because before that could even <laughs> go as far as it could have went, he releases Around the World in a Day. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So then, Prince, after that, he puts out what? He puts out Parade, right? right. Not only does he put out Parade, but he puts out Under the Cherry Moon. Right. It's a god awful movie, but he did all this stuff yes. in one, at, at the same time, right? Yeah. And then after that, after Parade comes out, Prince also puts out, um, he also puts out Sign of the Times. Now, along the way, with all this stuff going out, The Time oh, yeah. had an album yeah. coming out. Apollonia 6, Six yes. had a record come out. Yeah. Sheila E had a record come out. <laughs> and The Family oh, had a yeah, record come out. Right. So I'm saying that these are just all the different projects yeah. that came out during this period of time. And then Michael Jackson drops bad. Right. Yeah. So just yeah. to give you an idea of the girth of material yeah. that Prince has always had. Right. So it was very frustrating for him. You know, because right. usually by the time a record came out for him, it was like two or three albums old. Right. So yeah. he wanted a way to get more records out uh, more material out right. to his fans. Directly, right. And yes. so the internet, he became like um, an early forerunner in using the internet right. as a way of getting to his fans. Yeah. When nobody else was doing it, Prince was doing it. And matter of fact, it's like the most beautiful girl in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Prince put that out with, uh, he, he did a distribution deal with this uh, distribution company by Belmar. Oh. And that's the way he had put that record out. Okay. You know, so again, and this is why he had a major label deal. Right. Prince is doing this DIY type of stuff. Right. You know, so he was definitely a forerunner in doing that. And he was always kind of guided by his art. Right. Which may have been detrimental so, right. to his bottom line. <laughs> yeah. You know? So. Right, which was what Warner Brothers was complaining about, which is the reason why they, they end up splitting ways, splitting yeah. ears. All right, so the third way that he proved that he was DIY Rockstar Alpha is that he was always pushing, like you mentioned a minute ago, pushing to do ambitious, beyond-the-pale projects. Yes. Even when his management um, was not on board with it. So he did the movie, you know, uh, Purple Rain. He did the direct distribution we talked about. Right. He did uh, the change in branding. And then all ahead of the technology. So he was using technology. He was, you know... Using the internet early on, even if later on, you know, the tech, not him and the internet end up butting his, but right. but he was still one of the first people to, to sell his music, that. yeah, to jump on that. So that's what people don't quite understand, I, and you know, especially a person who's who was younger, you know, uh, when Purple Rain came out. So if we compare and compra- contrast Prince with the Beatles, right? So when the Beatles do, does like um, a hard day's night, mm-hmm. you know, this is after they had landed in America, and mm-hmm. and you saw the frenzy of what was Beatlemania, 
-hmm. for the Beatles. And so definitely they did like a hard day's night as a way to capitalize on this frenzy that was out there already, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. When Prince did, um, when Prince did Purple Rain, the biggest thing that he had at that time was 1999. Right. So it was 1999 Little Cor Red Corvette. Mm -hmm. And that was in the shadow mm -hmm. of Michael Jackson's Thriller. Right. So he right. still wasn't like this huge star. Right. And that's the thing that you have to realize. So even people around him, when he was talking about doing the movie, I was like, Yeah. That movie looked at him and they're like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Like, you know, you're going to do a movie, you know? <laughs> like, who I mean, are you? Right. I, I, when I heard about it, you know, and I was a Prince fan. I'm right. like, you want to do a movie? <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's like, I didn't see Prince as that type of artist that was going to do a movie. I felt like that was something that was, you know, that was safe for somebody like a Michael Jackson. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially because Prince didn't talk. Right. He wouldn't give interviews. He, he was always in the stuff. shadows. So right. He didn't even know what his voice sounded, his or, talking voice sounded when like. When the Bee Gees and Peter Frampton did that god-awful Sgt. Pepper movie, right? <laughs> I mean... It, at, at the time, you could see it because mm -hmm. the Bee Gees were the biggest thing around. You know, right. this is after the Saturday Night Fever right. soundtrack. And Peter Frampton, this was after Frampton Comes Alive. So you could see that they were like this big, yeah. huge that thing. that people would want to capitalize right. on. But it wasn't just them. So you just had those two were like the biggest artists happening. Then you had like Earth, Wind, Fire. You just had some of everybody who was thrown into this horrible, horrible movie. <laughs> so, you know, when you start thinking about Prince doing Purple Rain, right. you know, it just, it wasn't that type of buzz around him. Right. But he believed in it. Right. And, you know, and so they ended up getting, you know, this guy and the only thing he had done was like one film and it was like a short film, part of his uh, you know, kind of, I think it was like his film class or something like that. Oh, and that yeah. was Albert Magnoli. So, I mean, long story short is that the fact that Purple Rain became what it became mm -hmm. was such a long shot. Mm -hmm. And this was more or less the, the brainchild of an artist mm -hmm. believing in himself mm -hmm. and kind of willing this thing to happen and, 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 and being infectious enough to bring other people along with yeah. him and using whatever little clout he had with the record company to make sure he was going to get this record, yes. this, 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 this um, movie made. Yes. So if that's not DIY, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, that is the little engine that could. Right. You know. It reminds me of Dolomite. If yeah. you haven't seen that movie, you probably want to see that. Um, okay, so the number four proof that, um, that Prince was the alpha DIY rock star is that no one business relationship was the end-all, be-all, and that he was in constant negotiation and partnerships with folks to help him get a little bit further on the path that he had set himself on. Yeah. That, you know, again, he wanted to do that movie, and anybody who would help him take that ball to the next, yeah. you know, uh, part of the field, then that's the partnership yeah. he made. Or like I right. said, getting the record out. I can't get it out through my, my record company, so I'm going to yeah. partner with this little whatever, you know. And so I know he the what they were saying in that one documentary is he continued to do that yeah. all yeah. the way, that it was always from one distribution deal to another. Right, right. And he never really kind of was one. Yeah, he never just settled. On. Yeah, like after he left Warner Brothers, he just started doing these one-off deals. Like he did, you know, a one-off deal with Arista. He did, you know, a one-off deal with several different record companies as a way to make sure that, you know, the records would be distributed and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, but but he really started to epitomize, you know, about being independent. Yes. You know, and mm -hmm. walking that, that road of independence. And if you listen to Prince's stuff after that, 
um, you know, if you don't feel like it's guided by the art, I yeah, mean, you know, yeah. I, I mean, those those records are kind of all over the place. Yeah, as far as the different things that he's doing, you know, I mean, I would say with varying degrees as far as you know being good or not, but you always have to admire the fact that Prince is doing this. You know, right. he had a couple of things where he released. I think it was that 2010 album mm -hmm. that was released, like in the Mirror or something like that. And I think he did the same thing with. Um, through a newspaper in, in the UK. Oh, that's right. right. And, and yeah. I think he did the same thing with Planet Earth, one of those okay. other records that he yeah. kind of released it that way. So he was just doing all these very creative Animated, um, yeah. ways of, yeah. of, of getting stuff out to people, you yeah. know. But I, I think the other thing that you can really derive from Prince, you know, especially if you're someone who, who is producing art, is don't get so connected to one piece of art that yeah. you won't take risks with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and, yeah. and, 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 and okay. to be willing to say, okay, yeah, I, I might give something away free. I might do this. I might do that. You, know, you you have to be just very creative and understanding that your art doesn't mean anything if it's not reaching people. Yeah. Oh, and I you like have that. to have a yeah. way of reaching and connecting with people. Yeah. And I, I think at the end of the day. That that's really what the that's, DIY rocks are. That's really what we want to do. Right. It's, it's building so that we can connect directly and, to our and people. I, and I think ultimately that's what Prince. Yeah. Like. He felt like this is my way of communicating with people. This is my way of touching people. Yeah. And so whatever kind of way that I need to, to do it in order to make it happen, I'm going to do that. Yes. Yes. So. And finally, the fifth way that we know that Prince was the alpha DIY rock star is that he set his own goals. He did not wait for his manager, for his record company, for the A&R person to set the goals for him. Yeah. Like we mentioned before, he set his own goals and then found people to help him achieve yeah. those goals. But he didn't, you know, um, didn't follow whatever the the, the script was for R&B, for a new wave, for black artists, for whatever. Right. New well, artists, whatever. The thing that, 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 Prince said at an early age, when from what I heard, is that you know, don't make me black. That's what he. Yeah, that's yeah. what he told them is that yeah. I don't want to be right. just a black artist. Right. I don't want to to do that. I don't want to get pigeonheld into right. one thing. Right. And he was very careful about the way he crafted his image, so yeah. that you know he knew that he would always have kind of like that pop sound, mm -hmm. that pop funk kind of sound would always be a Prince sound and mm -hmm. that would be like the most marketable stuff of what he did mm -hmm. but he kind of had this funky R&B stuff and so that's why he put together the time right and right, you know and, yeah. and, and, and it, they kind of became that part of his personality right you know so yeah. that Morris Day persona is just as much Prince as oh, it yeah. is Morris Day. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it, you know. Yeah, and then and, and and you later on, that. you can see that he took more of that on when right. he was doing musicology and some of those other yeah. um, projects. So You yeah. can see that he yeah. kind of took that part of his persona, but that was definitely an alter ego of his. Yeah. And that he had a vision for that band. Yeah. As to what that band would be like, yeah. how they would be. Yeah. And so I think sometimes when you think about how controlling he was, oh, yeah. I think it's because of the simple fact that he he knew he had the vision. Yeah. And so yeah. I think he was trying to make sure everything stayed on point. Yeah. But that's what, what I that said. That, that what was shocking to me is that 
in the end, I guess I see it more again as the Godfather. So yeah. for, for better or for worse, yeah. um, that he actually, again, had a passion for what he wanted to share. Yeah. And it was all about that. Yeah. And, and and he was all about that. You know, uh, damn friends, damn, um, yeah. you know, you know, family, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to get this vision, you know, yeah. management, whatever it was that he right. had to to leave behind yeah. a girlfriend. I mean, go back to vanity and all of that. You know, hey, division. Yeah, well, well Prince Prince made the ultimate sacrifice. I, I think yeah. you got to look at yeah. Prince and Michael Jackson. And I think, you know, by the time these guys died, we all feel like it was way too soon. Yeah. But I think that one thing we all can agree on is that they gave everything. Yeah, they did. They yeah. sacrificed yeah. everything yeah. for their art. Yeah. You know, every single stitch. Yeah. Went into that, yeah, you know, yeah. and I, I mean, and, and and you'll see it. I mean, as stuff is leaking from the vault and all the rest of this kind of stuff, you see this man was recording every all the day, time. right? right. Twenty four hours a day, sometimes. Right, that's that, 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 that just, yeah. just just what he did. Yeah, he just epitomized music. So yeah, wow. Woo. All right, what do you think? Did you know any of that stuff about Prince? Um, it was a shock to us, and again, but it was a a, a bittersweet, you know, pleasant to find out yeah. that. You know, in some ways, we have been following the career of a DIY rock star. We just didn't realize how much DIY he was. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So, that was that was yep. good for us. Um, what's next? Yep. So, as usual, we are always going to be pushing Sugar Fit. Yeah. So, Sugar Fit is still going. So, it's available on Bandcamp. You can get it from Spotify. You can stream it on Spotify. Deezer. You can get it at Apple Music. You can get it at Amazon. Title. You know. So, yeah. And wherever. Yes. You know, you, you can stream it. Do whatever you need to do with it. Make sure you check it out. New videos coming up. Uh, yeah. Faith in Me is one of the singles. So that's okay. going to be coming up really soon. All right. If you dig the vibe and you want to be part of the tribe, be sure to subscribe. We're wishing you love, peace, and chicken noodles.